Hello friends, this is your host Alexis Mirai and I'm so happy that you're here sharing this moment with me. Welcome to this week's episode of Divine by Design. Welcome back friends. Welcome to the first episode of 2024, the first episode of season two of Divine by Design. I cannot believe it. We are embarking on a whole new chapter together and I am just overflowing with love and gratitude and excitement. Mm. So first and foremost, I just want to express my heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you listening because your support and your energy and your presence has been the driving force behind the growth of this podcast and it just warms my heart to see our community expanding and evolving. I also want to take a moment to reflect on the incredible journey that we've been on together. The stories shared, the connections made, and the transformative discussions that we've had, it's been nothing short of magical. So thank you again for being here and for being a part of this journey and for making Divine by Design what it is. (laughs) And season two is not just a continuation. It's an exploration of new ideas, deeper insights, and of course, the magic that happens when we come together in this sacred space. So Definitely get ready for a season filled with more intention and more love, more connection, more healing, of course. Mm, Without further ado, let's dive into the practices that nurture both our minds and our bodies, creating a harmonious and safe space for our emotions to thrive. And I also wanted to say, (laughs) I'm like, this is going to be the longest intro ever, but As we navigate these winter months, I've purposefully chosen not to dive into topics of how to change our lives and our routines or how to manifest our desires just yet because, you know, it's winter. Winter with its unique blend of emotions and triggers, it's a powerful time for introspection and healing. So today, let's start with the practices that will help us manage our emotions recognizing that winter is a season of both challenge and restoration let's create a comfy space for this episode i'm feeling the cozy vibes wrap yourself up in a blanket grab your journal grab your water grab your tea whatever you need and let's dive into this first episode of season two Okay, so I want to start us off by taking a deep belly breath. Imagine this as a sacred moment just for you, a moment to honor your emotions, to embrace the present, and to explore the practices that will be transformative for your overall health and wellness this year. Now, I know there are a billion different emotions that we have the opportunity to experience as human beings, but today I am going to just touch on a few that I've personally felt and experienced the most, and those are stress, anxiety, moodiness, worry, and anger. Mm. 
So stress is something that I started experiencing at a very young age with being an overachiever in school. And then as an adult, I experience the most stress when it comes to navigating situations like paying my bills, filing my taxes, registering my car, getting called for jury duty, and all of the other adult things that no one (laughs) prepared me for. I feel like I've definitely been a lot less stressed since I've been on this spiritual journey because I now have this perspective that everything is constantly working out in my favor But that doesn't mean that I don't sometimes fall back into old patterns. So let's go over what we can do when stress does start to creep in, whether it's triggered by school, work, family, adulthood, or anything else. It's time to empower ourselves with practical strategies and actionable steps, baby. So mm, first thing I want to talk about, first tool, is static stretching. Now, you might be familiar with the concept of stretching, but static stretching is a little bit different and it involves taking a muscle to its point of tension and holding it in a position for a prolonged period of time, usually around 15 to 60 seconds. So unlike the dynamic stretching that you're probably used to where you're moving through a range of, you know, motion, static stretching focuses on stillness. It's usually the stretching that you do after a workout. It's this moment of pause, a conscious act of unraveling the tension that accumulates in our muscles, especially in the midst of stress. So why static stretching? Why does it work? Well, when we're stressed, our bodies tend to tighten up, right? Our muscles clench, our shoulders hunch, and our entire being becomes tense. Static stretching allows us to sort of press this reset button it allows us to intentionally release the physical tightness 111 that stress imprints on our bodies so when you're feeling stressed the next time you're feeling stressed take a moment to maybe practice the static stretching and as you hold your stretch breathe into it letting the exhale carry the stress away And just let it be an invitation to pause, to release, and to reclaim a sense of ease in your body. Some other things that tend to help me when I'm feeling stressed are listening to some high vibrational or soothing music, taking a warm bath, taking a nap. Sleep is always, always helpful when you're stressed. Taking a break from my phone, spending time in nature. These are all grounding rituals that help us to slow down and release that stress. And then very similar to stress is anxiety, which again is something that I've struggled with for a large portion of my life. Anxiety at its core is rooted in fear and it can manifest in the physical as fidgeting, foot tapping. If you're like me, it feels like knots in your stomach or a lump in your throat mentally, you know, racing thoughts, overthinking. Anxiety is truly different for everyone. Figuring out how anxiety feels in your body, like what anxiety feels like in your body, that's the first step to reclaiming your equilibrium. And I've come to a point in my life where I now view anxiety as a messenger, urging me to 
take a pause and tend to my inner world. It's like my body's going, okay, Alexis, hold up, (laughs) slow down. Something isn't right. So if you can start to think of it as kind of like your body's way of trying to tell you to slow down and figure out what's going on. And then breath work is my favorite way to combat anxiety. What I usually do whenever I, I start to feel anxious or I start to feel it in my stomach is I'll put my hand over my heart and take as many deep breaths as I feel like I need. But there's also so many useful breathing techniques that I love as well. So one of my favorites is box breathing, which I'm sure most of you have heard of before, which is just inhale for count of four, hold for four, exhale for four, pause for four, and then repeat. It's very simple. Beyond breath work, there's EFT tapping, which is a practice that combines acupressure and psychology to alleviate your anxiety. And I usually will do EFT tapping when breath work is maybe not working and maybe I'm starting to have an anxiety attack now. That's when I'll like try out the EFT tapping. It's literally just gently tapping on specific meridian points all over your body. And then also any type of movement always feels really helpful when I'm feeling anxious. So that could look like dancing it out, literally shaking it out of your body. I don't know the exact science behind it, but it works for some reason. (laughs) And then I also wanted to mention that sometimes anxiety, or most of the times, anxiety can turn into overthinking. And in that case, journaling can be really helpful and therapeutic. Just that simple act of putting pen to paper somehow just untangles the web of thoughts and offers clarity and release. And for those moments when the mind maybe is racing too fast for written words, which happens to me quite often, I like to record myself speaking out loud, whether that's like an actual video or just an audio recording. It's a way to externalize the thoughts that are swirling around in my head and It just, I don't know, it feels therapeutic. It feels like going to therapy, a free therapy sesh. (laughs) You might have to play around with some of these different methods to figure out what works for you specifically. But the important thing is, is that you're actively tuning into your body's needs and doing the things that you know will help regulate your nervous system. Okay, (laughs) let's talk about moodiness. We've all been there. Those days when our mood just seems to be all over the place, have a mind of its own. Moodiness is just a part of life, especially if you are a woman in this experience with our 28-day cycle, the luteal phase, like, girl. (laughs) Sometimes it can throw us way off balance, and that's why yoga can be a very practical approach to regaining that balance. Yoga isn't all about bending into pretzel-like shapes or chanting mantras if that's not your thing. What I love about yoga is that you can literally just tailor it to suit your own specific needs and tailor it to your mood. So whether you're feeling, you know, more low energy, maybe you're bleeding at that time of the month, or maybe you're feeling great and you're more high energy, no matter what mood you're in, yoga offers a range of movements and different techniques that anyone can benefit from. For example, one of my favorites are breath-centric asanas. These are just intentional movements synchronized with your breath. 
So there's like grounding poses that keep you rooted, heart opening stretches that invite positivity. Yoga literally like feels like this physical expression of your emotions. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful way to release. And I mean, you don't even need a yoga mat, just a little bit of space and a willingness to move your body around. And then after asana, there's savasana, which might be my favorite part of practicing yoga. It's basically lying down after your yoga practice and letting your body soak in the benefits of what you just did. In savasana, you find a comfortable position on your back, arms by your sides, palms facing up, and your legs comfortably spread. It's not about achieving a specific posture or contorting your body in any way. It's about finding a position that allows you to fully surrender. It feels like a conscious letting go. As you lie there, the physical and mental tensions accumulated during your practice begin to dissolve. It's a moment of stillness, a moment of pause. It's a state of relaxed awareness. It's a delicate balance between being fully present and allowing your body and mind to unwind. Savasana is where the benefits of your practice integrate into your being. Your heart rate slows down, your breath deepens, and the muscles release their grip. Mentally, it's a moment to observe without attachment, to let go of any lingering thoughts and simply be. Mm. A moment of true bliss. I suggest all of you try it. And then similar to savasana and yoga, there's meditation, of course, which is what I wanted to talk about next because it's what helps me whenever I catch myself feeling worried. Whether I'm worrying about the future or something that I'm dealing with in the present, meditation has a way of giving me the clarity and the peace and the confidence that i need to navigate whatever i'm dealing with i mean meditation can help with so many other emotions but worry you know often leads us down this rabbit hole of what ifs and worst case scenarios and it can feel very overwhelming and meditation can be such a good tool for decluttering your mental space it's not about silencing the mind it's about creating a healthy relationship with your thoughts today i just want to go over a simple a very simple meditation practice a breath awareness meditation it's as simple as it sounds you just have to find a comfortable seat close your eyes and bring your attention to your breath Feel the inhales and the exhales, allowing each breath to ground you in the present moment. The goal is not to have no thoughts whatsoever, but rather to allow your thoughts to rise and fall without judgment. To become an observer of your thoughts as opposed to a victim of them. This simple meditation practice can be a game changer when worry threatens to steal your peace. And that brings us to the final emotion that I wanted to talk about today, which is anger. Anger always, at least for me, feels like a very 
physical experience from your muscles tensing up to your heart rate going crazy anger definitely leaves its mark (laughs) that's where adrenaline exercises come in and adrenaline exercises also known as high intensity or aerobic exercises are physical activities that stimulate the release of adrenaline and other stress hormones in the body The goal with these exercises are to trigger the body's fight or flight response leading to that adrenaline rush. So running, boxing, um, HIIT workouts, sprinting, rock climbing, these exercises are effective and healthy outlets for emotional release and for managing emotions like anger or even stress too. Other ways to release anger if you're like, no, I'm not going rock climbing. Like, no, I'm not going to go on a run. Like, no. (laughs) Like, if you cannot do those things or you're just not in the mood to do those things, you can try muscle clenching. So literally just clenching your muscles, holding it as tight as you can until you can't anymore, and then repeating that as many times as you need until you feel like you've released, you know, a lot of that anger. What else? Stomping your feet. Like literally, you might look like a little kid, maybe do it in the privacy of your own home, but stomping your feet and allowing yourself to get that anger out in a physical way, even like shouting or screaming, that can release that energy as well. Ooh, visiting a rage room. I've always wanted to do that. Go break some shit. That will definitely help. And the least physical one that I can think of would be something like anger painting or writing or scribbling. All of these things can help get that rage out and allow you to return to a more calm state of mind. That way you can make more rational decisions from there. And yeah, those are all the emotions that I wanted to touch on today. It's just a little bit of a shorter episode, but I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge the fact that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to managing our emotions because Whatever resonates with me might not resonate with you. It might not work for you. So it's going to take some trial and error until you can figure out what feels right and what feels good to you, whether it is yoga or meditation or adrenaline exercises or another, you know, holistic practice. The key is to discover what aligns with your own individual needs. And remember that the simple fact that you're here and that you're trying and that you're committed to managing your emotions, that's what matters most. And before managing our emotions, we need to be able to label them, right? So if you you know, have a difficult time naming your emotions, I would suggest using something like an emotion wheel. You can look one up online on Pinterest and then Once you figure out, okay, like, for example, okay, I'm definitely experiencing anxiety right now. And what does it feel like in my body? It feels like knots in my stomach or it feels like, you know, a lump in my throat. Okay, what can I do to release this right now? Hmm. Oh, yeah, I remember (laughs) Alexis said that when I'm feeling anxious, I can take some deep breaths or I can look up a breathing technique. Okay, I tried that. That didn't really work. Okay, I remember that she also said you know, I can try EFT tapping. Let me look up how to do that. Okay. EFT tapping or dancing or journaling, whatever it is. Let me see which one does the trick. And then the more that you practice, the easier it will become to combat those negative emotions and return home to yourself. As we conclude this episode on holistic ways to navigate our negative emotions, I want to share that this conversation is not just for you. It's 
a personal commitment for me as well because in 2024, one of my goals is to be more intentional about understanding what truly resonates and managing my own emotions and, you know, weaving more of these holistic practices into my daily life. And I'm embarking on this journey with the sincere hope that it brings more joy into my life. And I hope it brings more joy into your life as well because we deserve it this year. With that said, that's the end of the episode. (laughs) Feel free to subscribe to the podcast if you enjoyed this episode so we can continue to grow our Divine by Design community. If you have any questions or comments about anything that we talked about today or anything at all, always feel free to message me over on Instagram or TikTok at Divine by Design Podcast and give the podcast a follow, of course. We continue all of these meaningful conversations over on those platforms if you're interested If you want to follow my personal account, you can find me at Alexis Mariah with an extra H. Thank you for being a part of this journey and for navigating the complexities of our silly little human emotions together. May your own journey be filled with light, love, and all the good things. I'm sending you all of my love and gratitude, and I hope that you can carry it with you throughout the rest of your day. Goodbye.